BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasaba, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news newspaper since 1971. Bonus time at a Ben Jarofsky show. As I speak, it's Saturday, October 14th, 2023. Yes, it's a rare Saturday recording of the Ben Jarofsky show. And early in the morning, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still wearing my pajamas. Do not tell my distinguished guests I'm still wearing my pajamas. I'm a late night guy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, don't laugh at me. Oh, Ben, you don't get up. The crack of noon is early for you. Yeah, I was up at four in the morning. What were you doing? I'm not bragging about being up at four in the morning. It's just a reality. Reading a really good book right now. Uh, Anyway, uh, I always begin one of these interviews with a little tidbit from the news. And this one actually applies directly to the conversation I'm going to have with my distinguished guest who's so patiently waiting to come on. Uh, And this is from my beloved Bright One, the Chicago Sun-Times, home delivered every day. Uh, Council chaos is the headline. Council chaos. Mayor kicks out unruly protesters as alder persons. Okay, resolution condemning Hamas attack on Israel. We've been talking about this all week. Uh, And uh, everybody, I think, who listens to my show uh, pretty much knows where I would have voted if I, God for help us all, were a Chicago City alderman. Can't imagine that in a million years. Can't imagine the people ever electing me to anything. Um, but uh, so there's a passionate debate, and we're going to get into the specifics of what the issue is uh, probably one last time with my distinguished guest who's going to take us from A to Z. Uh, but there was this passionate debate on whether to approve Deborah Silverstein's uh, resolution, which uh, not only condemned uh, Hamas brutal attacks, savage attacks, uh, killing thousands or hundreds of uh, Israelis, uh, but also went one step further and pretty much gave a green light for Israel to support Israel and whatever it wanted to do in retaliation. Uh, and as I said on the um, the show a couple times last week, I could not, and I just could not vote for such a thing. Uh, and I would have stood with Rosanna Rodriguez uh, in opposing it, no matter how much I was mourning the death of the uh, Israelis from uh, who were slaughtered last week. So anyway, uh, the sun t- I watched as much of it as I could on my little phone, the council debate. 
Uh, and there was this one quote that I, I remember in real time when I saw it that just like kind of, <laughs> you know, you got to laugh sometimes at Chicago, man. It's just, it's some, I know the world is so grim and dark and brutal and just filled with heartbreak. But sometimes you just like look at Chicago and you just got to laugh because Chicago is just so clueless about itself sometimes. So there's this moment where uh, my distinguished guest, a good friend, Alderman uh, Brendan Riley, uh, stood up to uh, address uh, the council, and he was supporting Deborah Silverstein. Uh, and he was alluding to the, the the loud voices of protesters on both sides of the issue uh, and that uh, the people had been kicked out of the, the city council chambers because they were so unruly. Uh, they were kept interrupting various aldermen. Uh, and Bra- Mayor Brandon Johnson finally said, enough, get out of here. And they uh, had him removed. Uh, and Brandon Riley said, and I quote, it is sad that despite our political dialogue, we're shouting down to each other and threatening each other. That's not Chicago. I remember when he said it, <laughs> I had the same feeling I had when I read it, which is, come on, Brandon Riley. What? Have you not been living in the same city I've been living in since ni- I've lived here since 1981? Okay, so maybe I got a few more years on you, young man. But good lord, not Chicago. That is quintessentially Chicago, and in many ways, the war in the Middle East is like Chicago ramped up like a billion degrees if you follow what i'm saying eye for an eye tooth for a tooth you hit me i hit you back you know i mean ancient grudges never forgotten tribal tribal factions just like clawing at each other so chicago and this notion that chicago's city council is this like polite debate society where everybody listens to everybody else and there's no interruptions and no one ever yells and no one ever gets red in the face like I'm red in the face right now. Are you kidding me? Have you been smoking reefer, dude? (laughs) I mean, come on. I could just go down a list. This is a partial list. I just scribble. Well, it took me forever to get on this computer. So while I was waiting to get on my computer, I was scribbling down. These are just a few of of these. Um, How about this great quote, which was on a... um, uh, was on a council debate that was a closed session meeting. My distinguished guest may have been there. It was a closed session meeting of the city council. It was probably violating every open meeting act l- rule in the book. It was in the middle of December of 2020. It was, no, it was like May of 2020. It was right after uh, George Floyd was murdered. And uh, the, the, the alderman convened to talk about violence that had erupted over the weekend and uh, it was Raylo, Alderman Raymond Lopez, um, was having an exchange with Lori Lightfoot. And Lori Lightfoot said, uh, you're full of shit. At which point Raylo said, I'm full of shit. Well, excuse me. <laughs> what is it? Was it what, I think he said, well, uh, no offense, but fuck you, which is my absolute favorite line in the history. Of the, the, it's the no offense part of that. I just <laughs> no offense. What I'm about to say is so offensive, but I'm going to say <laughs> I guess Brandon, uh, Brandon Riley, that's like makes it what following proper decorum that he said no offense. Oh, my God. I go back to the 80s, Brendan Riley. Harold Washington threatening to punch Eddie Verdoliak. Slim Coleman threatening to jump over the railing of the city council and go after Eddie Verdoliak. Eddie Verdoliak on the floor looking at Slim Coleman. Come on, boy, bring it on. Bring it on. This is the city council. How about when Mayor Lori Lightfoot, and she should never apologize for this, ladies and gentlemen. I think she should apologize for this. 
uh, gaveled a meeting to a close or just uh, suspended the meeting for a moment, got down off the podium, walked onto the council floor and got right into Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor's face. The two more going at it. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yesterday's debate, in contrast to those fine, mine, I could probably come up with 10 more, Brendan Riley. Yesterday's debate was more or less uh, civilized. As the aldermen were really trying hard to say the right thing without insulting anyone. And I, I'm not being facetious when I say, everybody, oh, Ben, you're just so jaded. No, I'm, I'm speaking <laughs> more or less from the, what I believe here, not being a wise guy. Uh, I think it was like a fine moment for Chicago City Council. It was a very difficult, challenging moment that the overwhelming majority of I can guarantee you did not want to have to deal with it all. When you get elected uh, alderman of Chicago City Council, the last thing you think you're going to do is get in the middle of a heated debate over Israel and Palestine. So, you know, aldermen are like, what does this got to do with picking up garbage and building sidewalks? Oh, God, what do I say? I'm going to insult someone. So I thought they were really uh, trying hard uh, you know, say the right thing. I remember when Jim Gardner, this one stunned me, and my distinguished guest is not probably not thinks the same way. Jim Gardner, the 45th Ward, voted with Rosanna Rodriguez, which is just like, let's just pause and think about that one, ladies and gentlemen, with Rosanna Rodriguez. And then he's like, because I have Palestinian people in my ward, and they're good people, and they're fine people. And I thought that I was like a moving moment, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Ben, you're a sucker, you're a sap. No. I found that a moving moment, Jim Gardner. A little shout out to you. I always give you grief, but that was a moving. And then quickly, he was like realizing, I don't want to offend anybody. He goes, and Jewish people are really nice, too. And I know it was kind of funny when he did it, but it was like he was really trying not to offend anybody. He was trying to show, hey, man, I love you all. <laughs> I'm Jim. I love everybody in my war, except for the people who oppose me. But, you know, Jim Gardner. My hat's off to you, man. You know, it's not easy. It was a very it was a very challenging moment, and you did the best you could with it. So um, quite from being, uh, Brendan Riley, the worst moment of the Chicago City Council, I would say it's one of its better moments from for the Chicago City Council. All right, that's what I have to say about that. Without further ado, I'm going to ask my distinguished guest, who's very patiently waiting uh, to introduce herself, and then uh, we'll move on to our conversation. Distinguished guest. Good morning, Ben. Alderwoman Rosana Rodriguez here from the 33rd Ward. Thank you for having me. You know, I was going to have you. I reached out to you immediately, and I, I just, Rosanna called me out on this one, ladies and gentlemen. So I call her up. I go, Rosanna, you know you, I, you know, you're my girl. I'm with you 100%. I don't agree with everything you say. And then she goes, Ben, you always say that. What don't you agree with me on? <laughs> <laughs> I go, I don't know. Just preparing in case there is something that, Anyway, Ben. It's preventative. These are just preventative measures. Uh, so anyway, crazy uh, times in the world, insane times in the world, Rosanna. And um, so why don't you, uh, I reached out to you. You were, uh, your name was uh, put in the article that broke this story. When uh, it was, I guess it was Wednesday. I've lost track of time. Here we are on Saturday. Uh Deborah Silverstein introduced her resolution, and there was an article 
I think it was in the Sun Times where uh, she, Deborah Silverstein, had released emails that you exchanged with her. So why don't you take it, tell your side of the story uh, from A to Z, starting with the moment you first encountered uh, older woman Deborah Silverstein's resolution. Go ahead. Well, I saw I saw that she sent a resolution. I think I saw it late at night, and I decided to wait until the morning to respond. In the morning, um, on Wednesday, n- nobody had said anything, none of my colleagues. And I, I read the resolution, and I knew that I just couldn't support it, particularly because after she sent the resolution, there had already been an escalation of uh, attacks from Israel to Gaza. And um, I, we have seen this story unfold several times, right? Obviously, the attack of Hamas on Israel is something more unprecedented because of its scale and the harm that it caused and all the death and loss and grief. And it's something that we had to sit with and it's something that is incredibly painful and devastating. And then how do we sit with that pain and say we can't now go and do the same to a whole group of people. Um, so what I said to her on a very respectful, I believe very respectful email was um, that I thought that that resolution didn't uh, reflect the nuance of uh, the situation and that I would be happy to work with her to create something that, included and uplifted the humanity of everybody. And of course she did not like what I said and, and she wrote back and she said that um, that what I was saying was ridiculous um, and that the House of Representatives has already uh, passed a bipartisan resolution um, that was signed on by 300 plus members of the of the house and that they stand behind Israel and that Chicago City Council needs to do the same. And at that point I just said that I disagree again and um and I think that after I send those emails even though nobody else of my colleagues intervene in the email conversation, I think that it did start making people think about the fact that we we can't just, you know, put a seal of approval on this and, and keep going, right? Which I think is something that would have happened years ago. Like this would have come into council and nobody would have questioned it and it just moves and business as usual. But that's not, that's not what we're doing. And I... Um, at that point, I think that conversations started happening um, between Deborah and other members of council trying to make some uh, changes to the resolution. The changes that they did, um, I could understand the changes that they did, but they were not enough for me to be able to support a resolution. The resolution ends with Chicago stands in support of Israel as Israel bombs Gaza as Israel displaces Palestinians, um, as Israel commits genocide, right? I, the fact that 
we were discussing putting the name of our city in approving and giving consent to that is to me completely unhinged and devastating. Um, I do, I am proud that we stood up and that we said what needed to be said. I'm very proud of, of my, um, of my sister, other woman, Jesse Fuentes that stood there and was incredibly vulnerable and, and compassive and kind, but she said what needed to be said. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of, of Daniel and Byron and Hey Lou and, and, and Byron, um, because we can't stay silent. Many of our colleagues accused us of like siding with terrorists, accused us of not wanting to speak out loud about the atrocity that Hamas had committed against Israel and Israeli people. And all of us had said at that point that we are not condoning that. Of course we condemned that kind of violence. But that doesn't mean that we are going to support a government, a right-wing government that is committed to genocide. So I, it, it, it was an incredibly painful and difficult moment in city council. I'm proud of the people who stood up um, because this is unprecedented in city council. But it wasn't enough, right? Like the resolution passed. Um, Deborah, um, Deborah Silverstein called for a voice vote, which means that the yes and the no's are not recorded. So the resolution passed, but you're never going to know like who was in agreement or who was, unless you watch or read the transcript. The only no vote recorded was mine because I asked to be on record as a no. Um, but there's no other vote recorded. So for the for the purpose of looking at the at, at at the vote tally, the only no vote was mine. All right, let's. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, so let's just start with the voice vote, and then we'll go back in time. Um. Again, I. I there's just like so much like really kind of like dark humor when it comes uh, to the Chicago city council at a moment like this. Uh, so I, I don't make it look, well, look, I'm insensitive to anybody on this. When I say that I like laughed out loud at certain parts of the Chicago city to be like Brendan Riley's notion that it's all peace and love in the Chicago city council, except for this one moment. Um, but the voice vote, man, that was like, that'll go down in the annals. Like everybody's like, I believe this is my most sincere belief and I'm standing with the way I feel about this and you can't budge me because this is my heart. This is the way to go. And then they get a voice vote, like put it on the record. And so I'm like, my first thought and then was like, Oh, they want a voice vote cause they don't want to be pinned down. So Alderman uh, Billy Bob can tell a Palestinian American group of people that is wondering how oh, I was, I was with Rosanna a hundred percent. And then if a Jewish American group comes at all, I love Deborah Silverstein. She's my sister. Uh, man, you aldermen are slick. Uh, what is your interpretation of why this, uh, resolution came down to a voice vote instead of requiring, uh, each alder person to 
you got to push a little button now. You don't even like the old days. You had to say yes or no. Now you push a button. Uh, and so instead of taking a uh, a formal stand like you did, go ahead. I I think um, the ones of us that took a stance and that spoke um, in council, um, we did it with a lot of intentionality. There were people that chose not to say anything. Um, I think that in that context, Deborah already knew who was going to be vocal about it, and she probably decided to... um, not put people in a difficult position because it was way easier to pass it that way. Um, particularly because, you know, we we didn't have a lot of people on the chambers at all times. Like, people were very uncomfortable. Um, so I think it gave cover to a lot of people. The voice vote definitely gave cover to a lot of people. Uh, gave cover, yeah. So you're, you're, go ahead, what'd you say? No, I think that was the purpose of it to give to give cover to people, and then it also looks um, great in terms of how it passed, right? Because you're only going to have one vote out there that was supposed when it goes to the record for you for the purposes of your of your piece of legislation or voice vote. You know, doesn't reflect any of the of the opposition necessarily yeah people have to be intentional about saying i want my vote to be recorded and there's people in city council that do that every council whenever we are going to vote for police settlements you're gonna have sposado there saying i want to be recorded as a no bill conway uh, all like there's a lot of people that are going to be very intentional about saying i want to be recorded as a no because i want people to know that i voted no on this and I want people to know where I stand. No, I uh, I remember, I know I'm going down in history. This is long before you were in the council. There was a TIF vote, a really embarrassing TIF vote, where Ron was throwing, passing, rushing through the city council confirmation of a deal that would uh, enable DePaul to, to use public money to build a stadium in the South Loop. And um, he had a... Um, he, <laughs> They did it on a voice vote. The first part was on a voice vote. Nobody knew even what they were voting on. It was classic city council in the age of Rom. Nobody knew even what they were voting on. And it was approved as part of a committee report. You know, it was one item in an omnibus. You know, like they always love saying that word omnibus. Uh, I'm always thinking of public transport. Anyway, so, uh, it, and then Alderman afterwards, a, a few like progressive types, I have that in quotes, I afterwards wanted to get their vote on the record. They went back and changed their vote. So I give them credit for that. Uh, and I give you credit for just going, I'm no, <laughs> I mean, in the, in terms of the council, here comes Rosanna and you weren't even at the city council meeting because you were, um, by, you had a, a conflict in your schedule and it's just so classic. It was like, no, I'm no, just, <laughs> I guess, what did you just sense that they were coming to a voice? You, you know, <laughs> you wanted to get it on the record before they officially hammered it through. I figured that that was going to happen. So I said it before, even before they called for a vote, I said, if it's a voice vote, I want to be recorded as a no. But then when they called the voice vote, I didn't hear, because usually the mayor will say, um, with the exception of Alderman X, uh, who wishes to be recorded as a no, um, the vote. And I I was like, I'm going to say it again, because there's no way that my name is going to (laughs) appear. I just... Opposed. Come on, Rosetta. You got to laugh at the city council, man. It's just like <laughs> some things about the city council. Uh, 
I, uh, you know what, you know what, Ben, like one of the things that makes me the angriest about the whole debate that yesterday I was seething while I was listening to people speaking first is the authority with which a lot of these people speak about this issue. And when you hear them talking, you know that they are talking completely out of context because they cannot recognize the occupation of Palestine, right? They cannot, they just cannot. It is a one side, one track. Um, and of course, what they end up talking about is us, is these radicals here in the city council and these activists that agree with, you know, murder and the slaughter of Israelis. And the content is just so poor. It's so mediocre, the conversation. I'm like, what? You really don't have arguments to counter what we are telling you, that you are absolutely not caring about the lives of Palestinians, about the genocide of the people of Palestine. But they don't have an answer to that, and they never even brought it up because all they can talk is about the terrorists. At some point, Hopkins was talking, um, it was Bill. Bill, t- Bill talked about um, how Israel was our number one ally after 9-11. And I'm like, this is just so unhinged. The, the, the lack of conversation about the cost of the hate against Muslims after 9-11 all of the hate crimes against against Muslim people, and even people that weren't Muslim, but that some people decided that look like Muslims because um, because that's how um, racism and xenophobia works. Um, such a high cost, also, you know, and and none of that, of course, is discussed. Is Israel is our friend. Deborah Silverstein is my friend, so this is how we're going to vote. That was essentially the the content. I uh, I I see a lot of parallels to nine eleven. I, I don't want to go back to the Chicago City Council, but I, I just see a lot of parallels to nine eleven and people uh, evoking nine eleven. And um, I've I've always believed that. Um, I mean, it's 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 ancient history in some ways, uh, Rosanna. But like the United States, there's so many parallels to how Israel has responded to uh, the slaughter that went down last week, and the way the United States responded. And I'm going back to the United States response. It was like just a blindness in this country uh, for revenge, and I just felt like what really was needed was a moment just clean up, like bury the dead, mourn, put this in the context of like foreign policy decisions that are like 50 years old or some more recent than that with the Afghanistan war and and how the United States uh, was so eager to oppose the Soviet Union and then blindly striking out. We're, we're, we're first going to start bombing Afghanistan. Then we're going to re- invade Afghanistan. Then we're going to invade Iraq and then sort of manipulating the anger that people had in this country and the hurt that they had into this is like blind rage. And then all of a sudden we're seven years into it or eight years into it. And like, oh, my God, what have we done? 
And I look at where the United States is now, Rosanna, and I'm like, nothing we did in the aftermath of 9-11 made life better for people in the United States, let alone people who live in Afghanistan or Iraq. I'm just talking about people in the United States. We're more divided a country than we have ever been probably in my lifetime. And a lot of that has to do with the decisions we made in blind rage uh, after 9-11. And I'm just like, I'm looking at Israel following that same pattern. And it's I don't minimize how hard it is to be a person of peace and thoughtfulness at a moment like that where you're enraged. But at some point, I would just hope that there are people in positions of power, I guess that just doesn't exist, who act with the sort of like a compassion or just act with a certain patience. I, I don't know if I'm asking too much from human beings, but I would they like are to see. doing that, Ben. There are people doing that. I am incredibly proud of my Congresswoman Delia Ramirez. I, I am proud of, you know, we, we definitely not the majority of the people have acted in this way, particularly people in power and people in the, you know, um, the highest levels of power taken like super disappointing stances, but there are people that are working towards that. And I, you know, we have to continue to build that. I'm very, very proud of my Latino electeds in the Northwest side, for example, everybody here was on the same page. Um, I don't have to go, you know, convince anybody of the humanity of Palestinian people. Um, so, I think that we are moving forward is just incredibly slow. All right. So when you first, let's go back to the city council. So when you first uh, voiced uh, your objections in your email uh, to Alderwoman Deborah Silverstein and the, and then the, um, uh, your email exchanges were published in the, in the newspapers and online. Uh, did you get any pushback from uh, uh, folks in city council or in the mayor's office saying, Damn, Rosanna, can you just be quiet about this and just, you know, silence. Nobody wanted to touch that. Nobody wanted to say anything. Absolutely nothing. Um, of course, you know, I had conversations with some of my close allies to see, you know, where people were standing and making sure that um that we could collaborate. Um, but definitely nobody tried to touch that. And the exchange that was shared with uh, the Sun-Times only included the first two emails. So then I tweeted it and I added the third email that I sent that ended up with um, how dangerous it is when we pick and choose whose humanity we value, that we all know how that ends, right? Um, but they didn't, they didn't use that one. Uh, so I, I shared it after so that people had full context of what we what we said to each other. Mm. Uh, and uh, you've already explained, uh, you already uh, talked about how uh, you, you, you viewed some of the comments made by uh, the allers who uh, spoke against your position. Were there any aldermen uh, or older women who surprised you with the comments they made at Friday's meeting? I think Jim Gardiner was the only one that I was surprised about. I think that I expected um, what I heard. Uh, I wish more people would have spoken. Um, I know that it was a very difficult position, but 
I think that the problem with the issue of Israel-Palestine is that people get so scared about speaking about it that we find ourselves often in the same place, that we can't advance the issue, we can advance the thinking of the issue because so many people are scared of the consequences of speaking up. Um, and you would think, right, that in a place that is a democracy, you shouldn't be scared about speaking your mind, but turns out that it is really scary to speak your mind in the United States about about injustice, um, about imperialism, um, about colonization. Um, so I think that I expected most of what I heard. Jim Gardiner definitely surprised me. Um, I, yeah, no, no big surprises there. Well, just for the record, Jim Jim Gardner did not get up and denounce colonialism and imperialism. Uh, I'm just going to make that really clear. Uh, what he got up and said, and I'll repeat this, uh, was more or less, you know, I don't really understand all the ins and the outs of uh, this conflict, but I have a lot of Palestinian citizens who live in my ward. He's the 45th ward alderman on the, just to the north and west of where Rosanna lives, or Rosanna's ward, uh, up sort of by O'Hare. And he goes, they're really good people. And I noticed that there's none of them in the Chicago city council. There's no Palestinian Americans in the city council, uh, speaking to this issue. So, uh, I'm going to, to vote no, because I know a lot of them are against this, uh, and they want at least some language in along the lines of what Rosanna said. And then he went on to, like I said earlier, I love Jews too. So, uh, and, um, I love that statement. I go, you know, Rosanna, I got to tell you, it may have been pound for pound, my favorite statement in the, uh, in, in the whole thing that I heard. Well, because you, it, it allowed for, for the humanity of Palestinians to be uplifted as people, right? Not as terrorists which is all that was being said in the chambers. Anybody that is against this resolution agrees with terrorism, um, even though each one of us condemned the Hamas attacks and were very clear that the reason why we couldn't sign on to it is because it still said we stand in support of Israel. Have you reached out to Gardner at all to say thank you? No. <laughs> I just put that one out there. Uh, what's that? Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I think I, I am going to just enjoy this from a distance, <laughs> but I am glad that that's what he said. You know, I did, I expected uh, something completely different from, from him. Uh, so a regular guest in this show, uh, a good friend of this show to put it mildly, uh, Ramana Hussein, editorial writer, columnist for the Chicago Sun-Times. Um, she was just on the show we recorded yesterday. I urge everyone to check out that interview when you're done with this one, if you haven't already. Uh, she ha has written in, in the past about uh, when the Chicago City Council delves into foreign policy issues. In particular, she did this in the case of India, the country India, uh, and uh, the Modi government. And uh, she pointed out uh, about the rival <laughs> the tensions, I should say, hostilities uh, in India between uh, Hindus and Muslims. And she, it's a, you talk about a complicated st story that goes back for years and years and years, centuries. Uh, and it, the conversation, you know, that I had with her was like, just, I was trying to defend the aldermen. <laughs> just, I mean, it, it's like bewildering. You, 
I don't know how many aldermen know, like could put on a map where India and Pakistan is, you know, or I'm not hating on them. It's just like you have your world, you know what I mean? It's almost like you have your lane that you're in and you're doing your thing. And now all of a sudden you're dealing with India and a resolution and it's complicated and confusing. And you, your mind, you, your mind's blowing up. You know, someone's mad at you and you, well, they're like, well, Raja told me to vote for this, so I'm voting for it. You know, that's kind of how they are, Congressman Raja. So do you think the city council is just not the appropriate place to deal with foreign policy issues? Go. Um, we have people in Chicago from everywhere in the world. I think knowing a decent amount of world history and, you know, at least current events of what's happening in the world and reading a little bit about those things, having conversations with people about those things and getting informed, it doesn't actually take that much effort. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't. Read a little bit. Find good sources of information about what what are the current conflicts and what the roots of those conflicts are. Right now, because of social media, you can learn so much about history just watching videos if you don't want to read. There are documentaries. Like if there is something that is coming up that you know that you need to weigh in, get informed. It is not that hard. But Ben, my experience in city council is that uh, some of my colleagues don't even do this about Chicago. I had a whole freaking conversation. I mean, we had a whole debate on the floor talking about curfews at some point because this kid got shot in Millennium Park. And we gave our colleagues three different studies about curfews and the data. And we, we, we discussed it in the, on the floor. And it doesn't matter because... A lot of it is about just taking political positions that you think are going to be beneficial for you to be able to keep your seat. And that's what it all boils down to. So there's a lot of like intellectual laziness. There is a lot of, I don't really want to say anything about that. And meanwhile, we have neighbors in our wards that are impacted by all of these issues. Like to say that Chicago doesn't have to say anything about this. I have a lot of Palestinians in my ward. Well, I have a lot of Jewish people in my ward too. And those people are suffering right now because of what is happening. They, I am responsible for them too. And I am responsible for having a debate in city council that is able to center the humanity of everybody. So how is it possible that we can't like be bothered with finding information and making sure that we find accurate information from reliable sources? And that we can put something into, because that's the basic critical thinking skill. Like, we're not really asking for much, but many of my colleagues are just not going to do that. And that is really upsetting because we should expect a little bit more from the people who are representing us and making decisions for our communities. I'm sorry, I got like really hot. That's all right, man. (laughs) You went on a riff and it was a good one. I agree with you. Uh, And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I listen to some city council debates, I'll bring raise tiffs again, and it's just like there's just sort of like a, a willful ignorance in the Chicago City Council about a basic, just basic elements of Chicago government and and how it works. 
and and you're right. Uh, a lot of it is uh, the ignorance is designed in such a way as to deflect from the issue that's at stake uh, and to keep people confused. And <laughs> uh, I watch time and time again public debates on like the budget is a classic classic spectacle of <laughs> BS. And I've been watching budget debates, Rosanna, since the 80s. Uh, and really, they kicked in. It became the way it is now in the 90s under Daly. Uh, because in the 80s with Harold, at least there was a, two sides. You say what you will about Burke and Berdoak. They were racist and contemptible human beings. But there was at least two sides, you know what I mean? Like there was a point and a counterpoint. Once you got to the daily years, it was just everybody on the same page, everybody reading from the same book, everybody nodding along. It's like, oh, my God. And you know what? I'm going to say this, and you're going to get mad at me for this, but lefties do it too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, Rosanna, I, I just got to. Like when Tent City came out, I see how many lefties told me, Ben, be quiet. Don't say anything. I sit down to talk about this, and I have a lot to say about this. Um, so you're going to have to bring me back to have a conversation about this. And I'm happy to have this conversation with you. Uh, but, the, but, but I will absolutely uh, push back against the idea that the leftists didn't push back or that the leftists were not trying to find solutions with the administration to make sure that people were, I, I am not going to allow anybody to say that to me because I have been in the front lines since people started getting here last year. I have, I have been working nonstop with mutual aid groups. I was able to create a whole mutual aid network in my community alongside people in my community that if we didn't do that, I don't really know what would have been happening up here. So not only because I have been in the front lines, but because I know who in the mayor's office is working on this, which are people that have been undocumented themselves, that have been fighting their whole lives for immigrant rights, and that we have been working without any freaking resources. I can tell you a long story about this. Um, and, I, and I can also talk about people who have been incredibly performative in, in, in the things that they are saying out loud. Um, but I'm not going to do that right now. Okay. I'm sorry. I cut you off. You're not going to do that right now because what? Because we're talking about something else, but, but next I am time, next time I'm going to, I'm going to share you with some, I'll share you, uh, some texts and emails I received. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. maybe I, maybe I won't cause the people probably don't want me to share <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like Deborah Silverstein. I'm not going to send out your these private emails of people. Uh, ben, not so hard. Ben, could you pull back a little bit? We just elected Brandon. All right. I hear what you were saying, uh, Rosanna. Uh, I hear what you were saying. And uh, you know what? I'm going to close with this. Uh, the world is a complicated place, Rosanna. You know, it really is a complicated place and all these issues and um it there's a lot of emotion in them and uh there's just like there's a lot of distortion that, that goes on 
you have, and you're right, critical thinking is required. You have to be patient. You have to sift through. You have to find sources that you believe in that are not uh, just pure propaganda. Uh, and um, yeah, it requires, and it's hard to, it, it requires diligence and it's hard to do sometimes, particularly when you're reading about things as horrific as just like the bombing of innocents or the, the, the shooting of innocent people. It's just, it's really difficult and challenging. But if you're going to be a citizen of the world uh, in a democracy, I just, you got to push forward. And that goes for Chicago's, uh, not just what's going on in Israel and Gaza, but also in Chicago with uh, immigrants, budgets, TIF deals, police. And, and you know what, Ben, in order to do what you're saying, you have to care deeply about it. In order for you to go find the information, in order for you to try to figure out what are the best ways to, to, to be able to support people, you have to care. And if you don't care, that's not going to come out. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I think it is about what we prioritize and what we really care about, what allows us to be able to be present and be intentional about, about those things. Um, I, I really hope that one day Chicago City Council is going to be packed with people who deeply, deeply care. All right. That's a good a spot as any to leave it, Rosanna. And, um, so thank you, uh, for speaking out. Thank you for sending me those emails uh, and the resolution. I already gave you credit for that because uh, they weren't even, the resolution wasn't even online to read. <laughs> it's like, what a city, Rosanna. Uh, and thank you for coming on, on my humble little podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Rosanna Rodriguez, Alder Woman of the 33rd Ward on the northwest side of Chicago. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. 